Good morning, everyone. I am so excited that you decided to join me this morning. Um, today, this is our um, 10th episode on talking about the names of God. And today, um, we're going to be talking about the Alpha and the Omega. So welcome to Women in Ministry TV broadcast, now on YouTube and Facebook Live. My name is Deanna Fullerton. I'm a licensed clinical pastoral counselor and ordained minister for pastoral care and founder of Eagles Rest Counseling, located right here in Middle Tennessee. And just a reminder, um, the Women in Ministry TV prayer line is now available during this broadcast and 24 seven, if you get a voicemail, somebody will call you right back and um, be willing to pray with you, whatever your needs are. So that's just a reminder. And the number is 1-888-507-7293. So thank you again for joining me today as we continue to study the names of God. Last week, we discovered the name Asa, meaning maker. And I hope and pray that through that study, you were able to identify um, two things, that we are all called to worship Asa, our maker. And I hope that you did get a chance to worship your maker this week, this past week. And then number two, that we are all ca called to be pliable in the hand of Asa, our maker. Are you remaining pliable in his hand, Asa? If not, what did you do or find that you needed to do this last week in order to remain as clay in the potter's hands? So today we are going to study Alpha and Omega, the first and the last. Alpha and Omega are the first and last letters of the Greek alphabet. Alpha is defined as something that is first and figuratively described as super superiority or dominance. Omega is defined as the final part or the end. So who is Alpha and Omega and what can we expect from him? So Alpha and Omega are the expression of God and Christ's eternity. Alpha and Omega encompasses all the other names of God as well. Elohim, meaning God, El Shaddai, God Almighty, El Royhe, the God who sees, El Elyon, the Most High God, El Olam, the Everlasting God, Kana, the Jealous God, Adonai, Lord Master, and Asa, maker. And these are just the ones we have studied so far. There are many other names that we will be getting to as our time goes on. And just as a preview, next week we'll be doing Jehovah. So our human concept of beginning, the, um, of beginning, the word beginning, which means the point at which something begins, and the word ending, the final part of something, is different from Alpha and Omega described in the Word of God. So when you think when you think of the word beginning, what comes to your mind? Do you think about the beginning of your day, week, month, or year? Or do you think about the beginning of your life or a new chapter of your life? 
Or what about the beginning of projects or life events? What about the word ending? Do you think about the end of your day, the week, the month, or year? Do you think about the end results of your projects or the end of a major crisis in your life? Or have you ever thought about the end of your life or the things you need to do in order to be prepared for the end of your life? Well, let's look at what God's word says about God as Alpha and Omega. It's interesting to note that Alpha and Omega are mentioned at the beginning and ending of the last book of the Bible, in the book of Revelation. I know there are different views on the book of Revelation, and it can be confusing or somewhat intimidating book to study. However, if you think Revelations is intriguing, I will be glad to share different resources that will help you guide in studying Revelations. But for today's purpose, I will just be covering the name of God found in the book of Revelations, the Alpha and Omega. So what I want to look at, what, what I want you to look at is the three things. When God speaks, when Jesus speaks, and then we as men and women have our opportunity to speak. So if you turn to Revelations 1.8, that is the first time that Alpha and Omega is mentioned in the book of Revelations. So Revelation 1.8 says, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, says the Lord, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. So we see, we see in this verse that God is the beginning and the end of all things. He is the beginning and end of all truth that is revealed through his word. He has always been God. He will always be God. And Alpha Omega refers to God's sovereignty and his eternal nature. We see this in Genesis 1.1, where it says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. God was God even before he created the heavens and the earth. And God will be God when heaven and earth, when earth is no longer. And so we see in John 1, 1 through 3, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. And the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him and without him, nothing was made that was made. So God shows us his, in these scriptures, God is showing us his awesome power and creative ability to make all things out of nothing. Moving right along, we see where Jesus is speaking. And Revelations is um, John, one of Jesus's disciples wrote the book of Revelations, and this is what the Lord was showing him. So we see the first time that Jesus speaks, and it's in Revelations 111. Actually, I'm going to back up to um, John 1, 
I mean, excuse me, Revelation 1, 9 through 11. And um, this is the revelation of Christ. So I, John, both your brother and companion in tribulation and in the kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ was on the island that is called Patmos for the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. I was in the spirit on the Lord's day and I heard behind me a loud voice as of a trumpet saying, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last. And what you see, write in a book and send it to the seven churches, which are in Asia, to Ephesus, to Smyrna, to Pergamos, to Thyatira, to Sardis, to Philadelphia, and to Laodicea. I probably butchered half of those names. <laughs> but um, so this was Christ, Jesus Christ speaking to John, introducing himself. So, and then if you scroll on down to um, Revelations 1, um, verse 17 and 18. Yeah, verse 17 and 18. So, and when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. And this is John speaking. I fell at his feet as dead, but he laid his right hand on me, saying to me, do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. I am he who lives and was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And I have the keys of Hades and of death. Then he tells him, write the things which you have seen and the things which are. And the things which will take place after this. Okay, so here we see that even John, even though John was familiar with Jesus, he was still overpowered with the greatness and glory in which Christ appeared to him. We also see the goodness of the Lord Jesus towards his disciple John. He raised him up, put strength into him, and spoke kind words to him. His words were comforting and encouraging, wiping away all his fears. Then Jesus reveals to John who he is, the first and last. This is his divine nature. He was, and he says, I was dead, meaning his former sufferings. He died on the cross for all of us. I am alive forevermore, meaning his resurrection and life. And then he, he tells him, I have the keys of Hades and of death. This is his office and his power and authority. So if you move the next time Alpha and Omega is mentioned is at the very end of Revelations. So we were at the beginning of Revelation to the end of Revelations. Revelations 21.6 says, so let's go there. Revelations 21.6. Actually, I'm going to back up to, I'm going to read chapter, I mean, chapter 21, um, 1 through 8. I'll just read it real quick because it is, um, John is describing what he's seeing. The new heaven and earth are created and the new Jerusalem descends. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away 
and also there was no more sea. Then I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, no sorrow, no crying, and there shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. Then he, he who sat on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said to me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. In verse 6, and he said to me, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give of the fountain of the water of life freely to him who thirsts. And then once again, going down to verse 13, so same chapter, chapter 21, verse 13. He says, not 13, sorry. Chapter 22, verse 13 says, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. So as an added ascendant, at one of a commentary um, says, as an added incentive for us to do and be what is right, being ready for Jesus' return, he reminds us just who he is. If we really know and understand who Jesus is, we will not have any trouble being ready for his return. That is a very true statement. And just learning who Jesus is, what he can do for us, we're, I mean, and getting ready here on earth for his return is amazing. We're not gonna have any trouble when he does return. So I like what um, Spurgeon had to say about Revelations 22, 13. Charles Spurgeon says, um, well, first, these terms together mean that Jesus is the beginning, middle, and end for the Christian. So Charles Spurgeon says, preach orthodoxy or any form of doxy. If you have left out Christ, there is no manna from heaven, no water from the rock, no refuge from the storm, no healing for the sick, no life for the dead. If you leave out Christ, you have left the sun out of the day and the moon out of the night. You have left the waters out of the sea and the foods out of the river. You have left the harvest out of the year, the soul out of the body. You have left joy out of heaven. Yea, you have robbed all of its all. There is no gospel worth thinking of, much less worth proclaiming in Jehovah's name, if Jesus be forgotten. I just love, I love that. And just to kind of bring this um other scriptures, I think, in the Bible kind of back up what Jesus is or what has been said so far. Isaiah 41 4 says, He or who has performed and done it, calling the generations from the beginning. I, the Lord, am the first 
and with the last, I am he. We also see in Colossians 1, 15 through 19, says he is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For by him, all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things and in him, all things consist. So, um, and then Colossians 1, 18 through 19. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the first for, born from the dead, that in all things he may have the preeminence. For it pleased the Father that in him all the fullness should dwell. So we see where God was speaking in Revelations, where Jesus is speaking in Revelations. And now I want to kind of turn it just a little ways and tell you where we have the opportunity to speak, where man speaks. So if you look at Philippians 2, 9 through 11, um, Philippians, right before Colossians, right after Ephesians. So Philippians 2, 9 through 11 says, Therefore, God also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of those in heaven and of those on earth and of those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So it is noted for this scripture in particular, it is noted by scholars that the word confess means to acknowledge openly and joyfully, to celebrate and give praise. Here we see Paul writing to the Philippians that he elo eloquently and beautifully makes a point here for us to acknowledge and learn that there is power in the confession of our faith, to exalt and honor our Lord Jesus Christ. This is the fountainhead of power when we apply our faith. We all know from reading scripture that all humans, angels, and even demons will ultimately bow their knee at the end to Jesus Christ and confess he is our Lord. That day of confession from every tongue will be heard by every ear as Jesus Christ receives ultimate and complete rulership. But until that day, our confession, confession of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, invites and receives his presence and his power over all areas and circumstances in our lives. So how, how do we approach Alpha and Omega? Well, number one, recognize and acknowledge that God is the Alpha and, the Omega, uh, and Omega, and he's everything in between. He is the beginning of our life. He began our life and there is an end to our life. And God, if we put Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, God is sovereign and he, he is over us. And um, just lost my train of thought. Anyway, so just recognize that the Alpha and Omega is God and everything in between. 
So, and number two, <clears throat> recognize and acknowledge that Jesus Christ is the beginning, middle, and end. And number three, recognize and, and acknowledge that in the end, everyone will exalt him, Jesus Christ, and declare his lordship. So how do I apply this to my life? Well, why wait to the end of today or you fill in the blank? When I finish this, when I finish that, at the end of my career, at the end of um, this project that I'm working on, when I get finished doing what I want to do, why not wait to the end? Let's do it in the beginning and let's do it in the middle or you do it in the beginning and middle. Recognize and, and acknowledge that Jesus Christ can be and will be and wants to be your Lord and Savior of your life. Do it now. Don't wait. And that's how you can apply this, the Alpha and Omega to your life. As I've done the last couple of times. Um, oh, and before I close that real quick, if you can get off of here and you can go and um, call the 1-888 number um, and someone can pray with you right now. Don't wait. So. Um, personal story real quick. So just recently, um, I had a very, very rough morning, which extended on into the rest of my day. It's like I had a lapse of memory, relapse of memory. Like I forgot who I am in Christ. I forgot that God is in, in my life and that I should be thankful. And I forgot to thank him for all the blessings that he has given me. And it just seemed in that moment that all my hopes and my dreams of a day without grieving my losses were not just not going to be available to me, that this is just how life is going to be. Grief, my thorn in my side. Well, this hopelessness created anxiety, which then in turn created anger because then I was getting mad because I couldn't get over it. <laughs> so. Now, you all know that I'm in the business of helping people go through the process of grieving their losses, lowering their anxiety, dealing with anger, and helping them find hope again. And it's like, all in that moment, I forgot. I forgot all about those skills. I forgot all about the classes that I've taken. I forgot all about the handouts that I give out um, and the words, the scripture. I forgot all. And it, how to actually help myself get through that moment. But oh, what a God that I serve. At the very end of my day, the very end of my day, the Holy Spirit prompted me to read a devotional from Jesus today. And I should have brought it upstairs, but it's downstairs. My mother-in-law actually gave it to me. And <clears throat> I haven't read it all the way through. It's just one of those books you pick up and you open it and that which you open it to that just happens to speak to you. Well, the Lord or the Holy Spirit prompted me to read. Um, I think it was day 14. And so as I read, my heart began to soften and I began to hear God speak. Excuse me. Ever so gently, 
to remind me that he does see me and he hears me. I was reminded, reminded that God wants me to trust him. Even on those difficult days, <laughs> he wants me to trust him in the beginning of my day. He wants me to trust him in the middle of my day. And he wants me to trust him at the end of my day, the end of my week, the end of my month, the end of my life. He is my alpha and my omega. He is my beginning, he is my middle, and he is my end. Let me pray for you. Dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you for being the Alpha and the Omega, our beginning, our middle, and our end. And Lord, we never know when you will call us home. We never know when you will come back. And so, Lord, um, I just ask that you will be with those watching live or those watch that are going to watch um uh, this as a recording, I pray, Lord, that you will um, just prick their heart, soften their heart. And Lord, I pray that you will speak to them. Give them an opportunity to declare Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Lord, I give you this day. I ask that you go with us, be with us, and um, keep us all safe. And Lord, I just, I praise you and I worship you for who you are and for who um, you're going to be in all of our lives. Lord, I thank you for women in ministry TV broadcasts. I thank you for this platform. I thank you that you have given me a voice and I thank you that um, your word does not go out void. I give you all the praise, all the glory and all the honor in Jesus name. I pray. Amen. So thank you again, friends, for joining me today. I hope that you will tune in to Women in Ministry TV broadcast, YouTube channel, or Facebook page every Friday at 11 o'clock Central Standard Time as we discover together the many names of, of God. I will also upload this broadcast to my podcast, Devotions with Deanna. And if you do have a specific prayer request, and you have not called the 188 number and you would like me to pray for you, just send me an email at devotionswithdeanna at gmail.com. Have a blessed day, my friends.